Good morning, folks, and thanks for coming back and joining me this morning on Next on the T. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro, and today I've got three very interesting guests that I'm really looking forward to sharing with you this morning. First up, I'm going to get a return visit from Dr. Joe Parent. This is going to be Doc's third visit with me here on the show. He's written several books. Among them are Zen Golf, Mastering the Mental Game, Zen Putting, Mastering the Mental Game on the Greens, and you know how much you know, help we need there, and the best diet book ever. We'll talk about those three books in particular. He's got a new book out, How to Make Every Putt. We'll touch on that as well, and uh, we'll talk about you know, how to eat better and to help us all on and off the course and how to change our mindsets so we can lose weight, and once we lose it, how to keep it off. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about improving our mental approach, like I say, both on and off the green. Doc's going to join me here in just a few minutes. Following him, I'm going to get a visit from Drew Dunn, who is the head golf professional at Eastlake Golf Club here in Atlanta. Eastlake, you know, is the home course of Bobby Jones. It's also the site of the uh, season-ending tour championship. We'll talk about Drew's time there, plus what it's like to host the tour championship when he joins me a little bit later on in this half hour. Then we're going to round out the show with a visit from Stuart Sakowitz. Stuart is the founder and inventor of Pine Valley Orthotics. If you're like me and you deal with, you know, feet and joint discomfort, discomfort in your daily life, you know, and then it gets, you know, exasperated when we're out there walking around on the golf course, well, you're going to want to hear what Stuart has to say and then check out his product. Stuart will join me a little bit later on in the hour. So we've got a lot of great stories and information coming your way on this edition of Next on the Tee. I'm so glad that you're here to take the journey with me over the next hour or so. Next on the tee, you know we're sponsored by the French Lick Resort. Let's hear a word from our friend Steve Rondonero about all the great things that they've got going on up there. Play the courses the champions play. The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort. The 2017 NCGOA National Course of the Year Our Pete Dye course hosts the first-ever Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank this July. French Lick's Donald Ross course is looking good as it turns 100 this summer and hosts the Donald Ross Centennial Classic Symmetra Tour event. Book your golf vacation now at FrenchLick.com. Yeah, folks, go to FrenchLick.com to see for yourself how great a place the French Lick Resort is and to book your stay. And speaking of great, you know, over the last several months, you've heard me talking about the meteoric rise of the Bradley Putter Company from concept last year on Black Friday to one of the sensations at the PGA Merchandise Show in January. Well, I got mine, and folks, it's a beauty. You know, we're proud to be partnering with Bradley to help promote their unique line of putters made from burl wood. And these aren't ornamental putters now, folks. People are raving about the look and feel that the Bradley putters have. They come in custom made to the shape and the colors that you like. Mine is in black and yellow to support my Pittsburgh teams. Go online to bradleyputters.com to see how fantastic this new line of putters really is. And please also check out our friends over at the Bobby Jones Company. Father's Day almost here, right? Are you ready? Well, the folks at Bobby Jones are, and they can help you pick the perfect gift for Dad this year. So from polo shirts to tech shorts and pants to to belts and hats and ball markers and money clips, everything Dad needs to look great and be organized either on or off the golf course. Go to bobbyjones.com to see their Father's Day gift guide. Plus, while you're in a Bobby Jones frame of mind, go to bobbyjonesclubs.com to see the great line of drivers, fairway woods, and hybrids designed by one of the game's most influential equipment designers, Jesse Ortiz. Like his father, Lou, and Bobby Jones himself, Jesse has a passion for golf and golf club design. You remember his great tri-metal fairway woods from his days back at Olimar. Well, now he's putting that creativity in his innovative design works you know, to work for Bobby Jones, creating great golf equipment for them. Check them out online, again, by going to bobbyjonesclubs.com. And I also want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Callaway Golf. Callaway is the fastest-growing golf ball brand since 2013, and the Chrome Soft has been the major reason why. Chrome Soft is extremely fast, incredibly soft, and unbelievably easy to control, which is why guys like Phil Mickelson, Patrick Reed, Jim Furyk have changed over to the Chrome Soft. You've got to be willing to change to get better. Chrome Soft and the new Chrome Soft X are in stores now. See what they can do for you by going to CallawayGolf.com. Chrome Soft. It's the ball that changed the ball. And one last thing. If you were with us last week, you heard about the great things that Russ Holden and the folks at Caddy for a Cure are doing. I believe so heavily in the things that Russ and his team are doing that we're proud to be partnering with them now. 
One of the most unique opportunities in the world of professional golf is available for you at Caddy for a Cure. Spend a day inside the ropes with one of the world's best players as their caddy. It's a fantastic way to have, you know, the time of your life while you're supporting our wounded service veterans as well and uh, the folks, you know, dealing with Francona anemia. You get to walk side-by-side side with tour players experiencing professional golf as an insider. In addition to this amazing experience, you're going to receive some fantastic gifts. Packages from Caddy for a Cure, including Under Armour logoed apparel and eyewear packages as well. A tour caddy, you know, bib, right, suitable for autographs and framing. A tin cup ball, uh, ball marking gift. Chef's cut and real jerky from professional, you know, from professional folks making great, great. If you haven't tried the Chef's Cut real jerky, folks, you got to go to a store and pick it up. It's fantastic. You're also going to get professional photographs of your day. Go to caddyforacure.com to learn all of the information. They are absolutely great folks, folks. All right, now back with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Dr. Joe Parent. Like I mentioned at the top, Doc is an author of several books, including Zen Golf, Mastering the Mental Game, Zen Putting, Mastering the Mental Game on the Greens, How to Make Every Putt, Golf, the Art of the Mental Game, and the Best Diet Book Ever. Doc is also a keynote speaker and an executive coach. He also does life coaching, professional coaching, and mindful awareness training. He's a sports psychologist on the PGA and LPGA tours. You can, get pers- you can get a personal golf lesson from him, whether it's either in person or via Skype as well. And I'm excited to have Doc back with me again this morning. Good morning, Doc. Thanks for coming back on the show. Good morning, Chris. Great to be here. So, Doc, I want to start off by talking about the best diet book ever. You know, one of the things I love about that book is the idea that it gives us the freedom to enjoy positive choices rather than, you know, a strict diet plan. That, you know, there's very, di- you know, that those concepts are very different, right, from what we typically see in a diet book. Talk about your positive choice model. Oh, yeah. You, usually diet books uh, have... Uh, a strict set of rules and restrictions, and uh, and you feel kind of like you're in prison and you're punishing yourself. So, so you know, people go on diets uh, and they usually go on crash diets, lose a lot of weight, feel like they've been in jail. When they when they stop, instead of continuing on the program, they feel like they're out of jail and they head for binge city. And uh, uh, and and it's very typical that people put on as much or more weight. Than, uh, than they lost. So there was a recent article just a week ago in uh, Time Magazine called The Weight Loss Trap. And, and they actually talk about exactly what I do in the best diet book ever. You know, the, the subtitle is The Zen of Losing Weight. And, and it's really about your state of mind. And what they say in the article is there isn't any one diet that works for everybody. And in fact, uh, everybody needs to tweak their own diet a little bit to work for themselves. So, you know, diet has taken on this connotation of punishment, but it, its real root in, in uh, the, a Greek word actually is a way of life. So why not choose the way of life you want to live rather than have to follow somebody's rules? So the best diet book ever, no rules, just tools. We don't tell you what you have to eat. We tell you, we give you tools to make better choices. And, and it's really that simple. So you're empowered to choose rather than restricted and, and uh, in prison. So to that end, Doc, talk about the tools. What kind of tools are you, are you letting people know about? Give them a peek under the tent. I'm not asking to give away all the secrets of the book, but you know, what are some of the tools that we can use to make better choices? Uh, well, to start with, the you know, the, the reason that I was able to write the diet book, it's the same principles as I used in Zen Golf. You know, Zen Golf's 15th anniversary, and people are still reading it and getting a lot out of it and, and uh, using it to help them get less frustration and more consistency and lower scores. And so the same thing, the same principle applies. It's based on mindfulness and awareness and, and, and knowing what you're doing so, so one of the tools is to be able to work with your breathing and your state of mind to calm down and give yourself some space and not have knee-jerk reactions to everything. You know how when we make bad decisions on the golf course, it only leads to big numbers. 
in the same way, <laughs> when we're if we're working on our weight, we make bad decisions. It leads to big numbers, <clears throat> but big numbers <laughs> on the scale. So, so you have to start with paying attention to what you're doing while you're doing it. Now, one of the really cool tools is to slow ourselves down a little bit. Um, and that is after each bite that you take, set your utensils down. It lets you focus on what you're chewing, what you're tasting, instead of getting ready to shovel the next bite in. And, and it slows you down so you, get, you feel <clears throat> more satisfied with less food and you enjoy your food more. So that's one of the, to me, that's one of my favorite tools. And, and the reason we need to slow down is something I talk about in the book called the three twos. That's our enemy, the three twos. We're hardwired from prehistoric times to eat too much, too fast for too long. Because when there was a limited amount of food and you couldn't store it, you ate as much as you could, as fast as you could for as long as it was there. So the remedy for the three twos are the three S's. Eat slower, smaller portions, stop sooner. And then you can eat whatever you want. And this was actually talked about in, uh, in this Time article by a Yale professor. You can eat whatever you want as long as the portion size is small enough. So if you're enjoying it while you're eating it, you don't need to eat as much of it. So, Doc, there's, there's a couple of other things from the book that I wanted you to touch on. And, and one of the other things I love mm-hmm. about it is, you know, you talk about how many, you know, how many of us have a poverty mentality when it comes to dieting. We feel like failures if we, if we slip or if we binge, you know, which comes from the mistaken belief that in order, you know, to be who we want to be, we need to be somebody different than who we really are. Talk about what you mean by that. Well, I, it's actually the same, as I, as I said, same principle for golfers, okay, that we hit a bad shot and we go negative. We say, oh, I stink, I'll never get this right. And, and we're so unkind to ourselves, we're so hard on ourselves. If we had a friend who made a mistake and made a bad decision or, or got rushed, and rushed his swing and hit a bad shot, and they said, oh, I'll never learn to play this game, we, we would be encouraging. We'd say, that's okay, it's okay. Everybody hits bad shots once in a while. Don't worry about it. If we had a friend <clears throat> who slipped on their diet, you know, they said, oh, you know, last night I just, I just dove into a, a package of donuts and, and lost, lost my mind. And, and we would say to our friend, that's okay, that's okay. You know, just you'll do better today, one day at a time. But for ourselves, oh, we're so hard on ourselves. We're to, you know, totally critics, and, and we make one mistake, and we think we're the worst person in the world. So, so the, the key to the, the diet book and to playing better golf is to make friends with yourself. Treat yourself like your best friend rather, rather than somebody who's giving you a hard time. If you can make friends with yourself and, and, and start with who you are and say, you know, there are lots of good things here, and there are areas I can improve. So I'm going to build on my successes and the things that I like about what I do already, and I'm going to learn to change my habits. And that's one of the other tools. The main tool that we have in the diet book is a system for changing habits. And to that end, Doc, for so many of us, right, keeping the weight off long term is every bit as difficult as it you know, was losing the weight in the first place. How do we turn you know, this, this sort of dieting, if you will, into a complete lifestyle change? Well, to start with, <clears throat> uh, I've gotten these great reviews, and, so, and a lot of the reviews say, hey, th- this isn't a diet book. This is... A, a guideline for how to stay on the diet that you want for yourself. So we, we have to discover what it is that gets us off, of our, off the track and, and what track it is we want to stay on. So, so we have to figure out what works the best for us. And then the cool thing about the, the, this approach, this book, uh, is that, that you get to choose what you want so you never feel deprived so when you've lost the weight 
it's not hard to stay on the program. What I try to do is have people lose weight in two-pound increments so they get used to it. You know, it's like, it's like if you're a deep-sea diver, you've got to come up little by little or you get the bends. So, so you want to you wanna get used to the new weight and the new way you're eating. And I, I lost, I was at 205 pounds and I'm at 180 and I have been for four years. And sometimes I go up to 184 or 185 and sometimes I go down to 178. But I always stay in that range because I'm always looking at two-pound increments. And, you know, that I, I have in the diet book, how, do you, how does a mouse eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Right. So, Doc, let's transition over to talking a little bit about golf. And we'll, we'll, let's talk, you know, you've mentioned your other book, Zen Golf, a couple of times. And we talk a lot mm-hmm. on this show about the mental aspect of the game. And in Zen Golf, you know, read a, just a small passage that you wrote. It says, no matter how sophisticated their equipment or their knowledge about the swing, if golfers don't know how to work with their minds on the course, they encounter the common mental obstacles that keep them from realizing their potential. Talk about what the keys are for us to, you know, kind of making mental breakthroughs and how to play better golf. Well, the, if I could summarize all of the, the techniques and approaches that I take in Zen golf, that is, it helps you get, get out of your own way and get the most out of your abilities. So, you know, we want to make our minds an ally instead of an enemy. <laughs> Too often, our minds are an enemy. And because we overthink things, we start thinking about technique, we get mechanical, we make bad decisions on the golf course, trying to hit shots that even the pros wouldn't attempt. Um, so many things that get in our way and if we don't realize it we just get frustrated but if you understand how golf works and that's one of the the great things that i i hear about zen golf and that is people enjoy the game more they're less frustrated and at the same time they're playing better because they're freeing it up if you make a swing that's all guidey and tense and holding back and trying too hard, it's really not fun. You really don't enjoy the sensation of free swinging. And and sometimes you can make a free swing. Okay, so if you don't get through the ball quite enough, you might block it, but you feel like you really, really hit it. And and that's the feeling that we want. So um, I think the best example recently is Sergio Garcia. Okay. What was in his way? Did he not have the talent to win majors? Absolutely. But his attitude, his attitude was, why me? I'm, all the bad breaks happened to me. I'm never going to win. And he was always down on himself. And so when something would go wrong, he would spiral negatively. And he would never be able to get out of it, never dig himself out. But at the Masters, even though on the 13th hole, he hit it in the hazard, or I think he had an unplayable lie. He didn't get down on himself. He didn't get down about his game. He stayed positive. He parred the hole, and he ended up winning the Masters finally because of his different attitude, not any more skills than he had. So to that to that end, Doc, you know, I mean, when, when we're out there playing around the golf, and as you mentioned earlier, right, if we hit a wayward shot and, you know, we start to get down on ourselves or, you know, we're approaching a shot that we, you know, we have to get it up and down over a bunker or we have to get it across, you know, water and those sorts of things. How do we stop the negative thoughts from creeping into our mind? What are some tips that we can use to get rid of those negative thoughts and focus on the positive? Well, let's start with the the most important because everybody hits them sideways once in a while. And instead of getting down on yourself and getting all bent out of shape, you know, what I like to say is you can't hit it straight if you're bent out of shape. So so you got to calm down and understand what happened. And what I like to do is, is erase and replace. Erase that swing in your mind just breathe and forget about it. But, well, you don't entirely forget about it. Just breathe and make a swing. Just don't leave that spot till you make another swing that you would have rather made. 
one that you know you can make. And once you do that, you've erased the bad, bad swing, you've replaced it with a good one, and you go, okay, that's what I need to do next time. And now you have a plan for next time, as opposed to just walking away in despair and shaking your head and saying, I don't know how to play this game. What a, what a difference in attitude. Uh, and you'll have a difference in posture, in body language, everything. So, so that's how you deal with a bad shot. And if it's not that bad a shot, I'd rather, instead of picking out what go, what's wrong with it, which is what golfers are really good at doing, pick out what went right. Just say, oh, that was really close. I, I loved, I hit it, I got the distance, I got the trajectory, I'm just a little offline. Maybe I was aimed that way. You know, I'm going to pay a little more attention to my alignment, and I'm sure the next shot's going to be better. What a, what a different attitude than I stink. Right. So let's when move over and tr- talk a little bit. Well, okay, I just Go wanted ahead. to do the trouble shot. The trouble shot. No, please. Give yourself, room, give yourself room to play. If you have to hit it over a bunker, don't try to land it one foot past the bunker. Accept the, you know, take your medicine and say, well, you know what? I'd rather be 40 feet from the pin on the other side of the green than dump it into the bunker. So picture the shot on the other side of the green, fly it all the way for, you know, picture your, your target as landing in the hole. And, and if it stops by the hole, great. And if it keeps rolling, you're still, you're still safe. So mm. give yourself room to play and, and, and accept, uh, a, the one of two choices, which one you'd rather be. And it's pretty easy You'd rather be dry than wet, and you'd rather be on the green than in the bunker. Okay, right. putting. Yeah, let's talk a little putting. Early, early in your book, Zen Putting, you talk about there being a difference between making a putt and holding a putt. And I love, you know, how you've made that distinction. Do you mind sharing, you know, what the difference, you know, what that difference is? How, what's the difference between making a putt and holding a putt? Not at all. And in fact, I took that concept and I. Um, I revised Zen putting. So, so I have uh, the new book is an updated version of Zen putting, and it focuses on that because it's called How to Make Every Putt. And you can make every putt. You're not necessarily going to hole every putt. Okay? So I changed the definition of making a putt. Usually that means going to the hole. We call that holding a putt or sinking a putt. But making a putt is you got it started just the way you want it. On the line you picked, it might not be the right line. You don't know that till the ball gets near the hole. But on the line that you picked, at the speed that you picked, with a nice feel coming off the sweet spot of the putter. If you put that nice end-over-end roll on the ball, on the line you picked at the speed you picked, you made your putt. And you know that after just a, a, a foot or two, after it rolls a foot or two, because, because you can feel that and you can see it. Now, that doesn't mean you got the right line or the right speed, but you can learn from it. So how aren't you more confident if you feel like you can make every putt you look at, meaning get it started the way you want to, and then you're going to hold more putts? So and that you know, re- reminds me of a, of a you know, quote. I think Jack Nicholas talked about that, right? He's like, I made every... I made every putt, uh, you know, at the end of the tournament. I made every putt on the 18th green. Right, they right. didn't all go in, but I made them. Yeah, somebody said, uh, you know, uh, Jack, wait a minute, I, I saw you. I, it was a it was a six foot putt, and the ball lipped out on the right side. He said, I made that putt. The ball missed the hole, but I made the putt. And that's <laughs> confidence. Exactly. And also in, in Zen Putting, Doc, you also wrote about how our bodies respond to images in our minds, and you sort of touched on that a little bit earlier. And we give ourselves mm-hmm. sort of mixed messages of hope and fear because of a lack of commitment, right, to, to one's intention. And I see that all the time, right? You know, and we talked about that right. a moment ago about, you know, trying to get over a, a bunker or over a water, you know, water hazard or something like that. We just we fail to commit to the shot. But talk about, you know, how, to, right. how better imaging of the shot gets us to better committing to a shot. Well, that, that's, a, that's a, the general principle <clears throat> from Zen golf. It, of course, it applies to putting, but it also applies to every shot. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I tell the story about the, the, the uh, 
farmer that got asked to be on a committee to <clears throat> to help improve the town, and he said, do, do, I, do you want me to be involved or committed? And they asked him what the difference was, and he said, it's like a bacon and eggs breakfast. The chicken is involved, but the pig is committed. So... <laughs> So co- commitment means all in, that, that whatever decision you've made, that you're going to commit to that. You know, so, so the, the biggest danger in putting, one of, the, one of the biggest dangers in putting is you get over the ball, and sometimes it looks a little different from the side of the ball than from behind when you were looking down the line because your eyes are in a different position. But you get over there and you go, you know, at the last thing, you go, maybe not, I'm not playing enough break. And you push it out or pull it along the line. Or you say, ooh, I think I'm aiming too far away. I better adjust. And, and you don't commit to your original read. <clears throat> and then you have two thoughts. You, you know, you have doubt. So you, you, if you think you're playing too much break, you hit it a little too softly, and then it, it misses the hole below. And if you think you, you're, you're not playing enough break, you, you hit it too hard, and it goes right through the break, and you miss it on the high side. So either way, it's better to commit to the plan you have than to second guess and be of two minds. And then, and then you're going to either give it something extra or you're going to decel. And, you know, on that bunker, on that shot over the bunker, the last thing you want to do is decel or you dump it right in. Right. So, Doc, uh, you know, before we let you go, let remind our listeners about you know how they can follow you, whether it's online or over social media, and then you know perhaps even book a lesson and uh, and get more involved with you. Well, right now I am doing more lessons um, via Skype or FaceTime um, than I'm than I'm doing on the golf course because I can teach wow. people all over the world. I, I had a, a, a golfer in Australia whose coach held his iPhone up and I got to see him putt. I got to see him chip and helped him make it onto the Asian tour. And we've never met. So, wow. Um, so it, it really works. It's almost like being there. So uh, it's, if you go to zengolf.com and go to the lesson section, you can uh, find out how to get, a uh, long-distance lesson that's like being there in person. So, uh, so that's that's one thing. And then uh, the best diet book ever is the uh, the best diet book ever dot com is how you find the diet book. But the best way to do it is just go straight to Amazon and type in the best diet book ever, and my book will come up. Doc, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning. I know you're out there on the West Coast. Got up early for me. I really appreciate it. It's always a privilege getting to spend some time with you. I hope you'll come back again real soon and share more of the things that you've got going on because it's always great talking to you. Absolutely. Thanks, and uh, I look forward to hearing from your listeners. We're going to have a great time. There you go. Take care, Doc. All the best to you and your family. We'll catch up again soon. You too, Chris. Bye-bye. Thanks. That's Dr. Joe Parent. Again, he's got a great line of books. Zen Golf, Mastering the Mental Game. Zen Putting, Mastering the Mental Game on the Greens. The new one, Putting and How to Make Every Putt. And then, obviously, the best diet book ever. But uh, you can follow him online at Zen Golfer on Twitter. And uh, hopefully we get the opportunity to catch up again with Doc real soon. He is absolutely fantastic. I always enjoy the time I get to spend with him. All right, folks, before we get to my next guest, Drew Dunn, I want to give a shout-out to our really great friend, Randy Minear and all the great folks over at the Salt Creek Golf Retreat. I want you to hear a word from Joe about what a really spectacular place it is. If you're looking for a great place for your annual golf outing, a weekend golf getaway, or just a round of golf with your buddies, then Salt Creek Golf Retreat is just what you're looking for. Centrally located in Nashville, Indiana, just south of Indianapolis and west of Cincinnati, Ohio, this challenging but fair 18-hole golf course appeals to all skill levels, and its scenic views of rolling hills and tree-lined fairways are sure to make golfing memories for years to come. Owned and operated by former Purdue and New York Giant fullback Randy Manier, Salt Creek Golf Retreat offers stay-and-play packages. That include golf and fully furnished one or two bedroom condos. 
After your round, stop by the 19th Hole Sports Bar and Restaurant for great food, fun, and drinks. Randy and his staff will treat you like family. For more information about our stay and play packages, log on to saltcreekgolf.com or give Randy a call at 812-558-5944. That's 812-558-5944. And let's start making some memories today. Yeah, Randy and his family and the staff are outstanding in both the golf course, the 19th hole, and their on-site condos are fantastic as well. Check them out online at saltcreekgolf.com. Also want to remind you about our friends over at Orange Whip, makers of the Orange Whip Trainer. If you haven't checked out the Orange Whip and you're looking for a great way to loosen up before your round or improve your club head speed, then you need to check out the Orange Whip. Folks, there isn't a better way to get prepared for your round of golf than by swinging the Orange Whip. My father, 73 years old, he plays five days a week. He's using the Orange Whip to loosen up before his rounds. It's helping me get loose before my rounds as well, also improving my club head speed. Take a look at what a great training aid that it is. And I wouldn't say it, folks, if I wasn't using it myself. Go online to see for yourself at orangewhiptrainer.com. And, folks, you know how we like to keep things on the positive side here on Next on the Tee and have a positive approach both in life and on the golf course. Well, we're excited to be partnering with the folks over at SyncIt.com. Keep putting that positive thought in your mind with their great line of T-shirts and hats. To win any tournament, right, you've got to sink the final putt. We wake up every day to finish strong, sink the putt, close the deal, work hard, get better each and every day. Have the confidence to push forward with your dreams with unwavering passion, and you're going to sink it in life. Check them out online at SyncIt.com. And lastly, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at the PGA Tour Superstore. Let's hear a word about our friends over there. I want to give a shout-out to our friends at the PGA Tour Superstore. For a fun, interactive experience and the best selection of golf clubs, apparel, and gear for golfers of all levels, check out our friends at the PGA Tour Superstore. Whether you're a pro or a beginner, they're your one-stop golf shop for great golf deals on all your golfing needs. You can save yourself a little time by shopping and placing your order online at PGATourSuperstore.com. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at PGATourSuperstore.com. Now, back to you, Chris. And now joining me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Drew Dunn. Let me give you some background on Drew. He's a native of right here in Atlanta, Georgia, earned his Bachelor of Science in Business Administration at, uh, at Auburn. He's a Class A member of the PGA of America. He started his golf career at Eastlake Golf Club, the home of Bobby Jones, back in March of 2006. Began as a caddy and worked his way up to second assistant golf pro in 2008, first assistant golf pro in 2012, and now he became the head professional back in 2014, and I'm glad to have him with me this morning here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Drew, thanks for coming on the show. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for having me. So, Drew, I want to start out by going back to your, your, your college days. First of all, how does a kid from Atlanta, where there is so much Georgia Bulldog and Georgia Tech love, end up uh, at Auburn instead? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I don't know. I just I wanted to get a little bit away from home, um, and Auburn was far enough yet close enough. Uh, if that makes any sense, it's about an hour and 45 minutes from Atlanta. So all of my friends uh, ended up going to Georgia, but I went went down the road to Auburn and am extremely happy that I did because I had a great four years down there. And Drew, I'm guessing you had to be pretty excited seeing fellow Auburn alum Jason Duffner get a win last week at the Memorial. That was great to see. I was really proud of him the way he fought back after his uh, Saturday round. But, you know, he's such a cool customer. He doesn't get rattled by anything. Uh, it was great to see him win. We were rooting for him here because we, we see him a few times throughout the year, uh, every year. He's, he comes by for certain charity events and things that we do. So he's a good friend of the club, and we were happy to see him succeed. And, Drew, I'm just curious here. You know, one of my favorite guests this year that uh, I've, gotten to get to, I've gotten to know pretty well is golf course architect Bill Bergen. And Bill is also an Auburn alumni, and he's been doing some great work redesigning some of the local historical courses, you know, here in Atlanta, places like Druid Hills and Pine Tree Country Club, Dunwoody Country Club. Curious, have you ever had a chance to meet or talk to Bill? 
I have not, unfortunately. Um, I did catch a little bit of when he was on your show last time, but uh, I've never have met him, but would love to. Um, you know, the Auburn family truly is a family, so it's great to always meet other Auburn alums, especially that work in the golf business. Yeah, no doubt. And, Drew, you know, got to get your quick thoughts now on your boys on the football side. It's been a bit of a struggle for Gus Malzahn over the last three seasons, a couple eight and five, seven and six seasons. Do you think they're going to be able to make a run at Alabama this year? I do. Um, <clears throat> it has been a rough few years, but everybody, you know, has ups and downs. We've got our new quarterback who uh, transferred in, Jarrett Stidham. There's a lot of buzz around him. And, you know, I think with Gus Malzahn's offense, you it's key that you have a dual-threat quarterback, which we really have not had the last few years. And we're hoping that um, that he can bring that. And then they also have another quarterback, actually, who it's his first year. I think he's going to be redshirted, but Malik Williams who is the quarterback at Roswell High School here in Atlanta. Uh, I've heard a lot of positive buzz about him. And actually, last time Jason Duffner was here, we were talking about that because Jason's really involved with the Auburn football team. And, you know, he's a huge fan. And I always like to get a little insider information from him when I can when he's around. And that, That's the buzz this year is our quarterback play is going to be a lot better. So it's going to give us a shot to really run the offense that we, we try to run. And Drew, you started and you spent you spent your golf career so far at you know one of the golf top golf courses anywhere in the country, right in East Lake. Curious, how did you catch on there? You know, it's it's kind of a funny story. Um, I'm definitely very lucky to be here. Um, most golf professionals don't start their career at one place and stay there for a long time. They tend to bounce around. But when I graduated from Auburn uh, in 2004, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do for a career. I hadn't made my mind up. So I took a job selling office supplies, which took me about one month to realize that was not what I wanted to do uh, for the rest of my life. So I actually came to Eastlake to caddy just because I loved golf and, and kind of saw it as a filler job, something to do until I figured out my career and really loved it. And then when we closed down in 2008 to change our greens from bent grass to uh, Mini Verde Bermuda and do a couple other renovations, uh, I just kind of made a decision that I love golf so much, I might as well figure out. I, I had no idea how you become a golf professional. So I started doing my research on that, went and worked at another club here in town in the golf shop when, when Eastlake was closed. And Chad Parker, who was the head professional at the time here at Eastlake, is now our general manager. I spoke with him during that time when we were closed, expressed my interest um, in getting in the golf business, and so when we reopened at the end of 2008, after the renovations, I came back as an assistant professional. Um, and Chad has been a great mentor to me. He's been here for 20 years. Um, I, you know, he's pretty much taught me everything I know about the golf business. And when he was promoted in 2014 to general manager, he basically sat me down and and said that, when he was young, somebody gave him a shot, uh, and he had been impressed with me over the years, and he wanted to give me a shot. Um, and that's what he did, and he's still here to mentor me. But uh, it has worked out fantastic. I'm, you know, Being an Atlanta native, all my friends and family are here, so this is, this is my home, and there's no other place I would want to work um, you know, here in the city. This is about as good as it gets in my eyes. Yeah, no doubt it is. And Drew, you know, Eastlake has, you know, such a rich, rich history, you know, being the home course that Bobby Jones grew up on, the area around the golf course has been revitalized over the years. The times that I've been on property to, you know, to you know, be at the, the tour championship and walk the golf course, I, I sort of get a sense of stepping back in time, whether, you know, you're around the, the main clubhouse or you're out on the golf course. When you walk the property, you're out there playing around the golf on the course. Do you ever step back and just sort of drink in what you see and what it must have been like there, you know, 80 or 90 years ago? Absolutely, and pretty much every time I'm on the golf course, it's hard not to think about that. There's so much history here. You know, the game of golf itself, when you think about any golfer, any of the greatest golfers, pretty much every single one of them has, has played here at Eastlake and walked the fairways. Um, and we are definitely a classic kind of traditional golf course. It's right in front of you. Uh, when Reese Jones came in in 1994, he, he kind of restored Donald Ross's original design. George Cobb had, had touched on it for the Ryder Cup in 63 and made some changes. So when Reese was out here uh, in 94 and got it back to it, you can really just, you do, like you said, just kind of picture what it was like 
80, 90 years ago. Um, you know, this was this was the suburbs of Atlanta back then. People, this is where they came to vacation in summer, and you know, there used to be a beach on the lake and a boathouse, and people would fish out there. Um, and it's really neat to look at it and visualize it and see the old photos and and think about how many people just throughout the years have come here, how many great golfers have been here. I've been here 11 years now, I guess it is. And I can pretty, if I want to, every day I can learn something new about a piece of history of Eastlake. Um, there's just so much to know, and it, it makes us really a special place. And and to that point, Drew, are there some you know favorite stories that you know that you've heard about the course or about the property that you know people have shared with you over the years that you could share with the audience? Well, we have a. Um, a book that was written by one of our members, Sid Matthews, who's kind of the club historian. It's called Champions of Eastlake. And he, in that book, he goes through all the, the famous members we've had and great champion golfers, but also a little bit of history of the property. Um, and what re- I think is really neat is this used to be an amusement park in, in the 1890s. So there was like a penny arcade, an actual steamboat that would drive around the lake and give people a thrill ride at that time. Um, and then the Atlanta Athletic Club, which is what we originally were in 1904, wanted to build a golf course. So they needed property, and Henry Atkinson, who was one of the founders of Georgia Power, actually owned this land at the time and was a big supporter of the Athletic Club and, and donated the land to the club. Um, at, and from there, they built the golf course on it, and uh, Henry Atkinson also pitched in money for a clubhouse as well. So just knowing, you know, what the property used to be, it used to be an amusement park way back in the day, um, and now it's turned into a golf course is really, really neat. Um, but specific stories, I can't think of any off the top of my head other than there's just so much history here. It's it's really neat um, when you think about it. Yeah. And is there, you know, is there something that you've learned over your, you know, 11 years there that, you know, when someone told you the story or gave you the piece of information, you were like, you know, wow, really? That happened here? Um, yeah, well, it's, you know, we've had so many great championship golf tournaments throughout the years. The, the 63 Ryder Cup, like I mentioned earlier, um, that was a great one. Arnold Palmer was the playing captain. That's really neat, um, having, having had that here, and he, he was a playing captain, and um, we do have one of our members, Charlie Harrison, who I believe he's 85 years old, plays golf still pretty much every, every day, but was a great amateur golfer at the time. Um, knew Bobby Jones was obviously much younger than him. Um, but he's got a bunch of stories, uh, about Bobby Jones. And one of them, I think my favorite one is at the time, uh, Mr. Harrison was getting ready for the city championship, and he worked in the insurance business as well. And he and his boss went over to, to meet with Bobby Jones, and he said, "Bobby Jones." They asked him how he prepared for major championships, and you know, because everybody knows Bobby was an amateur, um, and so he was still working at the time, making a living. But what he would do was take two weeks off before every major tournament, wouldn't work, and would just play golf, and that was how he prepared for majors. And um, Mr. Harrison kind of leaned over and bumped his elbow into his boss and said, you know, I've got the the city championship coming up. That sounds like a pretty good idea. And then kind of Bobby Jones threw his hand out on the desk and said, Harrison, I'm not talking about city championships. I'm talking about majors. That was a funny story he tells that I like. So, Drew, when 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 are the when do players start showing up, right, to get in practice rounds and get themselves prepared? Talking about preparing for majors, when do they start getting ready for the tour championship? You know, Monday of that week, we only get one or two guys. Uh, most everybody starts coming in on Tuesday, because it's here every year. Most of the guys that make it here uh, are very familiar with the golf course. They've played it a bunch. Um, so we don't see a lot, of, a lot of people throughout the year or even really early in the week. It also comes at a time when they're kind of winding down the tour schedule and they've been playing a lot of golf. So I think they try to rest as much as they can coming into the, the tour championship. Um, so, yeah, you know, Tuesday and then definitely by Wednesday everybody's here. So do guys, you know, come up and kind of pull you aside to, to pick your brain about, you know, any changes in the course, any nuances that uh, might help them play a little bit better? 
Uh, I do get to interact with the guys. Last year, uh, a few of them, we did some a few minor changes to the golf course. Added a greenside bunker on 18 and a, and a fairway bunker on 18. We also switched the nines last year, as everybody knows. But these guys know the golf course really well, and their caddies are so prepared. Um, oftentimes, we see their caddies a lot earlier than we see them. They come out earlier in the week, walk the golf course, so they're you know they've. They know what they need to know. They don't ask too much about the golf course, but they generally are just stopping in to say hi. Um, they're always very polite. Thank us for you know hosting the tournament. That's more of my interaction, not necessarily sharing tips about the golf course. So, Drew, for uh, people looking ahead and they're planning to attend this year's tournament, what's something that they should know? If, if you're coming to the golf tournament, right, you got to do this. What is this? Uh, there is an area... 15 green, which is used to be number six, um, which is our island green. There is an area to the left of that green called the So Cool Zone that the tour creates. Um, there's a huge hospitality structure there. They've got um, a stage behind it where they'll play bands on Saturday after the tournament. That's really the area to be. That's where all the drama is going to happen. Um, that tee shot can be as much as 235 yards to an island green, and if you've got the tournament on the line, it's a pretty nerve-wracking shot. So that's definitely the place to be. But the other thing to know is that it's it's a great golf tournament. There's only 30 golfers in the field, but you know who every single golfer is that's in the field. Sometimes when you know you go to another tour event, if you don't follow golf very closely, you may not know some of the players you see. But when you get here, you know it's it's all the big names. It's a great event to be at because of that reason. And our golf course is also all the holes are pretty much right next to each other. So it's a great golf course to watch a PGA Tour event because you can see so much from where you're standing in one spot. You always have multiple angles to different holes. So, Drew, before we let you go, let our listeners know, how can they you know, follow you, stay up to date with you know, the things that, uh, that you're doing and the things that are going on there over at Eastlake? Uh, our website, Eastlake Golf Club, dot com um is the best and we also are on social media um instagram facebook and twitter all that that's the best way to keep up with us um and then we also host the east lake cup which is our new college event which is in the fall uh, everybody should follow that as well they're really making a big push to uh, generate interest in collegiate golf and that is a one day of match play or one day of stroke play excuse me and then two days of match play it's televised on the golf channel uh so right after the tour championship i would say make sure everybody tunes into that as well well drew thank you so much for uh for joining me this morning it was great having you as part of this show i hope you'll come back and and uh, continue to share more of your stories more of your insights about the golf course and then uh you know what's going on with you and uh, the great folks over there at east like it's been a pleasure you know getting to spend some time with you today yeah, thank you very much, Chris. I really enjoyed being on here and happy to come back anytime. I appreciate it. All the best to you and your family, Drew. Also, please say hello to Chad for me. I will do that. Have a great day. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye, Drew. That is Drew Dunn of Eastlake Golf Club, and uh, he's uh, you know he's the head golf pro over there, and they're doing some wonderful things. That golf course is fantastic, folks. I know you've probably seen it on the tour championship, but, uh, you know, if you get an opportunity, you know, to be in Atlanta and to go over there and walk that golf course, it is. It's like taking a step back in, uh, in history. It's absolutely fantastic. I can't uh, recommend it highly enough. Great folks over there. All right, we'll get to my next guest, Stu Sakowitz, on the other side of this station break. You're listening to Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro. Heard around the world on great sites like TuneIn and Podbean. Now, back to you, Chris. And yeah, we want to send a big thank you out to our good friends over at Podbean for making Next on the Tee and our sister show on the football side, Thursday Night Tailgate, regularly featured podcast, both on their website and on their mobile app as well. You can see us featured right there in their sports and recreation section. We really appreciate their support and what they're doing to promote our shows. It means a great deal to us. If you're listening to the show as a podcast, well, we hope you're doing it via the Podbean podcast app. And on their app, you can get instant updates every time we publish a new episode. It's free. They've got a lot of great features to easily help you discover, listen, and even publish a podcast for yourself. Whether you use an Android or an iPhone, Podbean is the app for your podcasting needs. Get the app now on Google Play or the Apple App Store so you can enjoy more of the podcasts that you love listening to. And we hope two of them are next on the T and Thursday Night Tailgate. 
Again, Podbean and podbean.com. All right, now joining me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Stuart Sackowitz. Stuart is the founder and inventor of Pine Valley Orthotics. He is also an orthopedic specialist, and he's been in the shoe business for over 40 years. And if you're like me and you deal with feet, ankle, knee, and back pain, whether it's, you know, during your round of golf or following your round of golf or just, you know, in everyday life, then you're going to want to pay close attention to what Stuart has developed and what he has to say. Good morning, Stuart. Thanks for joining me this morning. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. So, Stuart, you know, take us back to the beginning for you. Talk about your experience as an orthopedic specialist and your time in the shoe business. Okay, so my history is that I've been making orthotics for probably the last 40 years, and I'm a golf crazy person, as all your listeners are. Um, I used to be a 3-4 handicap, stepped in a hole, tore my Achilles, and could not walk. Um, I made orthotics for myself, and I started modifying this orthotic. And the next thing I know, I was the guy that had to drive the cart to the green because I couldn't walk two more steps. By the third hole, I was wondering how I was going to finish the round. Um, You know, it was more important to me to think how little I could walk rather than playing golf at that point. So I started messing around with this special orthotic that has a polymer in it. Polymer is a plastic. And the way I designed this, it has an energy return system. When you step down, the orthotic pushes back because the polymer has just the right amount of give in it. Um, So it will self-adjust to almost anyone's feet. So what that did, it held my foot in place. And the next thing I know, I was barely limping. A month or two later, I was walking perfectly fine with my orthotics. So then I took this a little further, and I said, you know, if I pitch this heel in two degrees, when you're standing at a dress, you're going to be standing in the correct position because it pitches, it puts the weight on the inside of your right foot. Every time you stand on my orthotic, you're standing correctly to make the correct golf swing. What that also does is it helps your shoulder turn with that two-degree pitch. It actually, most regular orthotics will inhibit your shoulder turn because they're too stiff and they're too rigid. Mine have just enough give to help your shoulder turn, and your balance and your stability are just incredible when you wear this. I started thinking to myself, I listen to Michael Breed on the radio who's on the Golf Channel. I'm sure your listeners know who he is. Um, And it took me about two months to get an appointment with him. I got an appointment with him. He put him on his feet, and he fell in love with him. We launched my orthotics about a month ago. I have about a 1,000 golfers wearing my orthotics at this point, and the results wow. are just okay. incredible. Um, it's, it's, I actually get a high when people call me on the phone and say, wow, I had plantar fasciitis. I couldn't walk. I wear your orthotics now. My feet feel incredible. What it also does, it helps your back and your knees because anatomically, my orthotic will line your entire body um, up straight. So there's so many good things with, with this device that I invented. Um, it's, it's just been uh, like a life-changing experience for me. And being a golf nut, it's, it's just I get to talk golf and feet and everything that, that I know about. So it's been really good. And, Stuart, you mentioned plantar fasciitis. There are some specific foot issues that you call out that your product can help with. On top of the plantar fasciitis, which a couple of my buddies are dealing with right now, you, you talk about heel spurs, you, you know, the Achilles that, you know, the, you, you know, sort of was the genesis of getting to this product. Other things like flat feet and pronation. So talk about how your orthotics help people, you know, that dealing with those issues as well. Well, this polymer that I'm using will will adjust to your feet and they address all of these issues um drugstore orthotics are very soft they're not orthotics they're insoles they're soft and squishy mine has just enough give and stability to them to hold your foot in place when you step down my orthotic is going to push back into your foot and when you walk the golf course 
It feels like you're walking on a little spring. It's not so noticeable where you feel like you're going to be bouncing, but the the way that the foot works, it actually helps you walk. Um, so it just cures a multitude of uh, of all kinds of problems because I built all of these things into this orthotic. Um, people are loving them. Um, the the reviews that I have and the phone calls that I get. It's just really, really amazing. And with somebody like Michael Breed, who I guess he gets a lot of deals thrown at him or where people want to them, him to endorse their products, he turns down most of them. He loves my orthotics. He plays better golf. He's on his feet um, some days, 8, 10 hours, 12 hours a day between teaching and playing, and his feet are better. So when somebody like that tells me how great these are, I actually, I, it's a high for me. It really is. Um, I'm so happy to be able to do this. Yeah. So Stuart, you know, that's, you know, a couple of other things that, you know, uh, benefits that you talk about. One, one, you just talked about how when you step down on these, they help you walk. So through that, you know, cause one of the things you mentioned also on your site, and again, pinevalleyorthotics.com is the name of the site, but it helps you with fatigue. Is that the is that the where the fatigue comes in because these insoles you know kind of push back a little bit and help you walk it it uh, cuts down on the fatigue that people feel. They they energize you. You know we all get to that point on you know the 14th hole. All of a sudden you know we don't even realize it, but we're getting a little tired. We're starting to bogey some holes. We're playing a great round of the golf, and we get to 14, maybe 15s uphill. We're getting a little more tired. All of these things I can help you with because your body just feels way better. Your body feels way better after the round. Sometimes the next morning, your your body, your back, your knees, your hips, um, and your feet feel better the next day also where maybe you couldn't play two days in a row because your back was bothering you so much. Um, I've had unbelievable phone calls and response saying, hey, I can't believe how good I feel the next day. My sciatica is, is gone. This is not just a bunch of hype and me talking, I sell these orthotics at pinevalleyorthotics.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. You have nothing to lose. Um, I'd love for any of your listeners to try them. They will help you. They'll change your life, um, especially if you're suffering on, suffering on the golf course. Father's Day is coming. All of our dads that play golf, they're all getting older. What a great Father's Day gift. You order them now, I'll have them in time for you for Father's Day. That would be a, a great gift, and Dad doesn't need any more shirts or ties. <laughs> Indeed. So the other thing, Stuart, that comes to my mind as you talk about these, they're not just for, for golfers, right? You know, people that are on their feet all day long, you know, people like, you know, nurses and, and you know, you know I'm sure there's a ton of other things where people are having to walk around, stand around, and do all those sorts of things all day long and those sorts of jobs. These got to be a fantastic thing to have for those folks, not just for golfers. Absolutely. Actually, when I the next campaign that I'm doing, I'm marketing this to nurses who work 12 hours a day. They're on their feet all day long. That's my next goal. Um, but if you're a chef, if you're a cook, if you're on your feet, um, anybody that has foot problems, you can wear these in your regular street shoes and you'll benefit by them all also. Now, if you have gross deformities with your foot, with your feet, you may need, you know, some custom uh, orthotics, which I can help you with also. But if your feet are shaped fairly, fairly good, they can be wide or narrow, that wouldn't make any difference. These will help you. Um, they, they will work for you. So, Stuart, you know, you talk about, you know, looking at nurses next, but, you know, just in general, what's next for you? What's next for the product? What are you working on? Okay, so wh what is what is next for me is I'm going to get these on the Golf Channel. This is so, so exciting. Right now I'm on uh, Michael Breed's radio show, and I want to get to put these on the Golf Channel next. I don't need to change my device. These the orthotic that I invented is I'm not looking to do anything else with this except market it. I had to take this to also, I, I failed to mention this, I had to take this to the USGA and the PGA to make sure these were legal um, because when I pitched that heel in to play better golf, 
Um, they said that you know this could be a, a rule infraction where it would be an unfair advantage. So after talking to both of them and submitting some paperwork and things, they told me that they are perfectly legal as long as they can be worn in street shoes as well. So you can wear them in your street shoes, you can put them in your golf shoes, and you're just going to feel better. It's interesting, an unfair advantage. You know, I mean, it's not like you know everyone can't go out and buy themselves a pair of these insoles if they wanted. That'd be, you know, to me, it's that's kind of an interesting comment because you know, is is Dustin Johnson's driver, you know, an unfair advantage because you know maybe not everyone can go play a TaylorMade, and uh, you know everyone can go get whatever they need. If this is working for some guys, you would think, wow, hey, it's working for this guy. Maybe I should go buy myself a pair of those things. So that's an interesting comment. But uh, glad it's the, the, glad it's the, legal. The thing, the thing with my orthotics is the minute you stand in them, you're going to feel something very different. And when you're standing in a dress, your feet are not too far back on your heels. You're not pitched too far forward on your toes. So when you go to make that shoulder turn, that swing, your balance and your stability is the same all the time. Um, so you're going to at least be standing in the same place every single time. The shoes nowadays, I don't want to criticize the shoes, but golf shoes are, are not made very well anymore. They're made soft and squishy and light. It's kind of like having a great car without a motor. If you put my Pine Valley Orthotics into that shoe, now you have a great motor in your shoes, and the minute you put them on, you're going to feel something very, very different than you're used to. So I'm really proud of what I've done. Finish your thought. I'm really proud of what I'm what I've done, and I just love the feedback that I get from golfers. Um, I'm a shallow person. All I like are golf. All I really like is golf. So it's such a part of my life that uh, it just puts a smile on my face when I get to talk golf and and orthotics with certain people, and they call me on the phone and say, "Wow, I can't believe my knees didn't hurt, my feet didn't hurt um, after the round of golf." That is really great stuff, Stuart. Let our listeners know, how can they get more information and perhaps go online and get themselves you know, a pair of your orthotics? Go to pinevalleyorthotics.com, and right now I have a $50 off um, coupon. that If you enter breed, like Michael Breed at checkout, you'll get $50 off. And you will, they're $179 normally. They'd be $50 off, $129. And you'll have something that's really that will really help you. And you have nothing to lose. They come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked. You don't like them, it's no problem. You tried them, didn't work. Out of out of over a thousand, I've had four people that didn't like them. That's it. So, uh, wow. you know, this is brand new for me, and it's it's something that might really help you. And, Stuart, is there a way for our listeners to check you out on social media as well? I, I, I'm on Facebook as well. Um, you can go into Pine Valley Orthotics uh, LLC, and you'll see my Facebook page there as well. There you go. Stuart, thank you so much for joining me this morning. This is exciting stuff. I hope you'll come back again sometime and update us on all the great things that you're doing and the, uh, you know, the, whether you get onto the golf channel or you're doing things for nurses and the other folks that are uh, out there, you know, on their feet all day. We'd love to hear how things are, uh, how things are going and progressing for you. And thanks so much for having me. Anything I could ever do for you, I'd, I'd love to be able to help you. Thanks again. All right. Thank, thanks, Stuart. All the have best a, to you and your family. Have a, have a great weekend. Hit them straight. Ah, thank you, Stuart. That is Stuart Sackowitz, and again, it's PineValleyOrthotics.com, and uh, look like you know fantastic insoles. And if they, you know, can help you with, you know, like I say, a couple of my buddies are dealing with plantar fasciitis. I think these are going to be some great things to help them feel better. And if you're dealing with the things like we talked about, you know, heel spurs or Achilles issues or any of those sorts of things, and you know, you got joint pain. Goodness knows, you know, when I'm out there on the golf course and, you know, after the round, I can feel it in my ankles, I can feel it in my back, and, you know, if these things can help, boy, that's got to be a great product, and I look forward to checking it out. Again, pinevalleyorthotics.com. All right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the Tee, but before we close up shop, I want to remind you about our friend and PGA Tour Pro, Jim Estes, and the great folks over at the Salute Military Golf Association. Let's hear a word from Jim about the great things they're doing. 
The Salute Military Golf Association was created to provide rehabilitative golf experiences to the brave men and women who have been wounded while serving our country. Hi, I'm Jim Estes, PGA Golf Pro and co-founder of the Salute Military Golf Association. With my adaptive golf program, we've successfully helped thousands of soldiers in their recovery, both mentally and physically. The SMGA has been providing family-inclusive golf experiences across the country since 2007. To date, the SMGA has equipped more than 1,000 warriors with properly fitted golf clubs and has extended its clinic series to more than eight chapter and affiliate locations across the U.S. If you are a wounded veteran interested in participating or if you'd like to learn more about the Salute Military Golf Association and find a chapter closest to you, visit our website at smga.org. We've seen firsthand how impactful golf can be in aiding one's recovery. The Salute Military Golf Association, empowering wounded veterans one fairway at a time. Visit smga.org. That's smga.org. Yeah, folks, they're doing amazing things there at the Salute Military Golf Association. Kudos to Jim and his staff. To find out more information and to see how you can get involved, go to smga.org. All right, everybody, my sincere thanks again to Dr. Joe Parent, Drew Dunn, and Stuart Sakowitz for joining me this morning. It's, uh, it's been a great show. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Please give me your thoughts. Check out our page, Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro on Facebook. Share your feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Plus, if you've got a question for one of our, you know, one of our current guests, one of our future guests, I'll get it on the show for you. Let me know what that is. You can go on our website, nextonthetee.net, to see who some of our future guests are going to be. Please also check out our sister show on the football side, Thursday Night Tailgate, with me and my co-host Bob Lazari, our announcer Joe Lajanusa. That show airs live every Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can stream it live on Blog Talk Radio. You can also hear us over on TuneIn.com and available as a podcast on Podbean. That show like this one, you know, like I say, it's available as a free podcast, so you can you know, stream or download it at your convenience, again, on Podbean and uh, TuneIn.com. On Thursday Night Tailgate, we're joined every week by five NFL legends sharing their stories about their playing days and their insights into today's game as well. We also highlight two players doing great things in their community every week in our Spotlight on the Positive segment, so please be sure to check that out. You can find us online, this show at nextonthetee.net and thursdaynighttailgate.com. Please check us out. Let us know how we're doing. Thanks again for choosing to listen to this show today. We know you've got 1,000 podcasts and shows that you can listen to. We really appreciate the fact that you are making Next on the Tee one of them. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. You've been listening to Next on the Tee with Christmas Carol. Where PGA and LPGA legends, pros and top instructors, and media members go to tell their stories. Join us the same time every Saturday to hear more stories about the game we love. From the people who love sharing those stories with you. It's all about the great game of golf. It's all about the great game of golf.